0: Welcome in to wake and take it's your boy Jason. I've got one hand. I've got two hands and I'm less glitchy today than I was yesterday. So let's go. That's awesome. Good morning everyone. I'm happy to see you. We've got some football to talk about. Anthony Richardson is officially the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. Joe Mixon's legal case continues and Javante Williams has some health updates plus plenty, plenty more to talk about. So why don't we go ahead, sit back, relax, sip our coffee and enjoy the show. First things first, let's go with a little injury update, and it is that Mike Jasicki's injury that happened a couple days ago is a dislocated shoulder, specifically a mild dislocation within his shoulder, and he is expected to be back by week one per Ian Rappaport. And I haven't really talked much about the Patriots tight ends situation on the show yet. Personally, I have no idea how to decipher it. I'm giving wishful thinking. If you, In case you want to know what, what I am doing, how I'm attacking the situation of Hunter Henry and Mike Jasicki, I'm doing wishful thinking. In 2011, the last time Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, you guessed it, that was a fantastic Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez season. And with the athleticism that Mike Jasicki presents, working with bill o'brien in the past as well i find it hard to believe that he will not be on the field in some capacity i think we could be seeing some two tight end sets mike just is by far the most athletic player on this team he's got every single workout metric is in the 90th percentile or better he's a veteran presence and like i said the patriots historically have already had success with two tight ends in 2011. Gronk that season had 1,300 yards and 18 touchdowns. Aaron Hernandez had 900 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't think either Hunter Henry or Mike Desicki will get close to Gronk's production, of course. But if both of these guys or even one of them could get 800 yards and like six touchdowns, that's fine by me so in leagues where they are available either one i am taking a chance i'm picking them up i'm holding on to him to see what happens because also if one of them gets hurt they will probably be a pretty relevant fantasy football producer and with the athleticism that Josicki presents i might put more chips on him even if he is new to the team now joe Mixon has had a little bit of a legal update his case started on Monday it is a jury or a bench trial so he's just going straight to the judge for this still pleading his case with the lawyers the defendants lawyers and everything and it is still being extended more will be discussed today so I will continue to keep you guys updated the update from yesterday is that the interview from the victim was played in court yesterday this is essentially what happened Joe Mixon was driving uh, and then he cut her off, in in apparently, and then she flipped Joe Mixon off, flipped him off, and then uh, he responded by cussing her out, and then she says that she saw a small handgun and then asked him to brandish it. Quote, if you're gonna pull it out, get it. So I I really don't know how to read into the situation. It sounds like, yeah, you know, he cut her off, he cussed her out and everything, but then she literally told him to show the gun that she then is suing him over, bringing this case over. So that's a little weird to me. When I, when I kind of saw that, I was like, uh, you know, maybe this isn't really aggravated menacing if she literally, you know, irked it on for it to be a little bit worse than it, or for it to be worse than it was. We'll see how it develops. Again, I don't think a suspension will happen this season, given the history of NFL suspensions. But if it does, I mean, I imagine it's not going to be that long either. Uh, With this charge, again, he does face a maximum of 180 days in jail and a maximum fine of $1,000. So it's not like it's even that big of a deal to begin with. But I will be keeping guys updated for sure. Some fun news, uh, let's go with Lamar Jackson. Some fun news with Lamar Jackson is that he is actually submitting plays uh, that you know he's either seen on social media or even came up with himself per Mark Andrews, and the coaching staff is using it. Baltimore is using plays per ESPN that Lamar Jackson has sent to the coaching staff. Lamar Jackson said, I was just on social media, saw a couple routes, and sent it to Coach T. Coach Munkin liked the play, so he put it in practice. How cool is that? How cool is that? Mark Andrews also went on in this article to say that Lamar Jackson has a fantastic football mind and is always thinking of ideas. So it's just cool to see that the coaching system has a trust in their quarterback, as all coaching systems should. And it's cool for Lamar Jackson that he gets to essentially draw up some plays, maybe come up with some of his own stuff. That's got to lead to some confidence, and that's got to lead to some trickery as well. I'm curious to see how it develops and what plays we'll see this season. And then in the post-game interview, Lamar will be like, oh, yeah, I saw that on social media, and I sent that to Coach Munkin, and we added it. Or I came up with it late at night. I wrote it in my dream journal, and then it was a play the following week. So anyway, very, very cool that they're doing this. I'm excited to see how it develops. And hopefully it means great things for the offense. Javante Williams, as we all know, he's cleared to play. He is a superhero per pod father, and has, you know, recovered way faster than everyone expected to. This weekend, he is expected to have his first preseason action. So make sure you tune into the Broncos game. Nothing more beyond that. Just absolutely remarkable that he was able to recover so fast and even get to do some preseason action. Sean Payton, if putting him out there for preseason, must feel like he's totally healthy. I mean, you're definitely not going to risk health in a preseason game if the guy's not fully healthy. So it will be cool to see how explosive Javante Williams is post-surgery. So make sure, again, you tune in this weekend. I have a fun quote as well for Brock Purdy. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan came out and said he would have to melt in practice to lose the starting job. And Brock's too good of a player to melt in practice. And I just tell you guys this to kind of reconfirm my own bias, but also to just remind you guys how important it is to have the coaching staff behind a player. Talent can mean everything in the world. Profile can mean everything in the world but when the coaching staff the front office and the rest of the locker room is behind you it is a lot easier to keep your job than it than it would be otherwise and that is why all offseason this really shouldn't have even been a story we've known from the get go that Brock Purdy was going to be the starter when healthy it was just a question of when he would be healthy and he recovered quickly avoided the Tommy John surgery again the front office and team believed in him he'll be out there week 1 i As far as I'm aware so far still, there is not expected to be any preseason action, but it's not like he needs it given with how he played last year. There are reports out of camp that he's looking a little rusty right now, but I expect that to be shaken off and I expect him to be, you know, back to his former self, given he's been fully cleared, given the coaching staff is still behind him and given the arsenal of weapons that the San Francisco 49ers have, you've got to be rolling with Brock Purdy you can still acquire him easily in super flex leagues I highly recommend it I mean the dude's young only going into his second year has one of the best coaches behind him and I'm sure the 49ers will continue to find weapons for him even when the Kittles the Samuels and the Christian McCaffreys are gone Brock Purdy will still stand strong and finally or maybe not finally I think I've got no that actually might be finally it looks like we have a short show today Anthony Richardson Officially named the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's go! We all knew that he, of course, would start for the Colts sooner rather than later. Some, myself included, imagined that Gardner Minshew would be rolled out maybe week one or two. Not really much more beyond that, but it just seems, you know what, they're like, screw it. Let's just throw A-Rich out there. He needs the reps. Jonathan Taylor's being an asshole. We're not really going to be winning games anyway. Let's roll out our stud quarterback, the athletic freak, Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to go so far as to say, as I know, what's going to happen. I don't really have any expectations. Um, I'll tell you this, Gardner Minshew, on the news of Anthony Richardson being named the starter, said, I totally understand. I'm all in with what we got going. I can't stress enough. I'm really excited about Anthony. I think he's going to be really special. I think he's got a great opportunity here. And I agree wholeheartedly. I really do believe that Anthony Richardson is bust-proof. He's got the athleticism. He's got a fantastic coaching staff behind him. And he has a great head on his shoulders. All offseason, been, it's been reported that he's just been Completely locked into the playbook. We've heard reports of that from college as well. Anthony Richardson himself in the letter to the NFL talked about how hard of a worker is, how much of a grinder he is when he comes to film, how much he's learned from Kyle Trask being kind of a similar way. Uh, And again, when I went to the NFL draft, when I interviewed Anthony Richardson, he said he had been working with Gardner Minshew in the pre-draft process. So these two guys have been working together. He's unlocking a lot of things. We've been seeing from camp that the accuracy concerns don't even seem that big of a deal. We've been seeing long touchdown passes, short throws, intermediate throws. We've really been seeing it all. Anthony Richardson has been on full display in OTAs and looked decent in the preseason action i mean not great given he didn't really score and also threw an interception but still he hit some throws that you know not necessarily were expected of him given his college production so i really do believe he's taking a step forward i really do believe that shane steichen's gonna take the best out of him. and if jonathan taylor can go ahead and return and get over whatever's bothering him then this colts team will probably be in good shape from a football standpoint not many wins but you know a, you know at least they'll have an identity at least you'll see clearly them moving forward and working on you know maybe looking at competing in the south in 2024 but you know if Anthony Richardson has himself a little cam Newton rookie season they could be competing as soon as this year i'm excited to see what happens and again i mean this might be your last chance to get Anthony Richardson in superflex leagues e- even with the hype now i mean One thing that we have to know about rookies is, yes, there's so much hype around them. Yes, they're expensive in dynasty leagues, but they still haven't tapped into their ceiling. And therefore, their high market price is still not here. So if you believe in Anthony Richardson like I do, I would still recommend paying up for him just to do it, just to do it. I mean, if he fails, he fails, but I think that this is the player worth betting on. I haven't heard any really negatives about him at all besides, you know, the college production. And that's just, you know, not enough for me when you have coaches and other NFL players working with you to work on that. And one final thing on this, Mike Chappelle on Twitter points out that this will be the seventh straight different opening day starting quarterback for the Colts. Hopefully this is the end of it. Hopefully they'll finally be able to move forward and have their new franchise guy in Anthony Richardson. 2017, it was Scott Tolzian. 2018 it was Andrew Luck 2019 it was Jacoby Brissett 2020 it was Philip Rivers 2021 it was Carson Wentz 2022 it was Matt Ryan and 2023 it's Anthony Richardson and hopefully it will be the same in 2024 and beyond fellas ladies people who have tuned in to listen do we have any questions to discuss Or are we getting out of here early today and having our fantastic Wednesday? It is not looking like we have any questions, so thank you all so much for tuning in. This was another great episode of The Wake and Take. I hope to see you all tomorrow on this very Player Profiler YouTube channel for a very special episode with the Ahan Rungta. It's going to be great. See you guys on Trade Gods tomorrow night as well. And I hope you all have a fantastic Wednesday, a fantastic rest of your week. Peace.